Hi, Heather. Hi. We're here to do a fun soundbite that involves travel. Yes. And food. Yes. If this is the time of year you get itchy to start planning those summer travels. Right. And you know, the way I made it around to Portland was traveling around the country for two summers. So I had to do a lot of research, not only for restaurants and places to eat. And this was back in 02 and 03 when it wasn't as easy to pull up an app, but also hotels and so forth. So um, I've become very familiar with how important it is to have the right sources to have good experiences when you travel. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I'm I'm a little planner and I'm I'm the the vacation planner in my family and I don't I don't leave the house without a, a hit list when it comes to eating because nothing pisses me off. Than wasting an opportunity. Than wasting a meal. <laughs> than wasting calories on bad food. And when you're traveling, you know, and you're going to new territory, new, you know, unexplored places, you want to have a good list of reliable information on on where to go. And there's plenty of resources out there. And I think just a good opportunity to kind of remind people that you just take a few minutes. You don't have to spend hours, but just take a few minutes to kind of assemble a little a little list and because uh, you want to have options because you want to have serendipity kind of serendipitous kind of moment you want to be able to run across places but sometimes that involves a little planning and you just want to feel like you're running across yes someplace. yes so for instance i remember last year i was up in seattle and didn't know i was going to have time for dinner i thought i was going to come back so um i certainly know you know i'm friendly with ethan stoll You'd go to one of his restaurants, but not everybody knows that, and mm-hmm. not everybody knows to do that. But in this particular incident, in, incident, incidents, instance, instance. Thank you. <laughs> in this particular instance, wow. Um, I pulled up uh, the Eater Thirty Eight, and I started at the bottom. I thought, well, most people probably start at the top. I'm going to go to the bottom. I ended up at the Whale Winds in about the first or second month that it was open. Um, had a fantastic experience, uh, ended up there, you know, walking up to the bar and, uh, having a drink and uh, ordering a couple of things. Well, lo and behold, I ended up there for about three hours with a woman, an incredible woman I met and we're still friends. Nice. So that came from the Eater 38. Not every city has an Eater 38. Um, there's also the Eater heat map. In those cities, there are great resources. Eater is really kind of where a lot of the food people go to get their information. Right. And you, can even, good... you can even look at older, it doesn't have to be the latest Eater 38 or the heat map because they get updated pretty, well, very frequently. And you can even look at something from a few months ago and still be pretty assured that you're going to get a winner. And you can you can even do it, I'll tell you. You can even just tag, find out what restaurant you might be interested in, and then put it in as a tag and see all the research about where that chef oh, yeah. came from and what they've done. So yeah, that's, that's always one. kind of a fun thing to do. Okay. Where else? Any other places that, or any other resources? Oh, I have a good one that I just started using. I record all of Anthony Bourdain's shows. And as I'm going through for cities that I think I might visit, like New York, mm-hmm. I have a keep page with 
um, all his recommendations and what to order because I think those are probably He's probably got one on his website as well. I yeah, but this is the way I do it. And yours. then I, I remember not a couple of weeks ago, uh, Sarah Hart was going to New York and she was looking for suggestions. I simply took a screenshot of my keep page from Anthony Bourdain and shot it to her. And I think uh, she made a very positive comment about that after getting a lot of recommendations. And by the way, that's another one. I We could come back to this, but post on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. Hey, I'm going to New Orleans. Where Where's the best spot to, uh, where do you suggest? Right, but you need the right recommend recommendors. For, oh, for there that, are some not... really bad suggestions that people can give you. <laughs> you have to take it with a grain of salt. If you've eaten with that person and enjoyed their recommendation in the past, then maybe there, there are some people who I would happily take their recommendation and others. Hmm. Sherry's in Hillsborough. Right, right. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> um, have you heard of Chef's Feed? Yes. Yes. That's a great new app. Not as new anymore, but it's one that I'm starting to look at more frequently, especially if you're in a major metropolitan city. They have them for, you know, Chicago and Denver and Las Vegas, um, some international stuff. I see London on here now, too. Uh, Toronto, D.C. So that's a great one. I do a lot of trade shows, and a lot of times the client's like, Heather, where are we going to go eat? And uh, I rely on Eater, as you said, but this is also a nice one because it is um, curated by the local top chefs of that city and their favorite haunts. So very much like this podcast where we're asking chefs where you want to go eat. Um, that's that's their list and very much like Portland Food Adventures. Thank their you. I was going to say it, <laughs> which, by the way, I just wanted to mention is a real after five years of doing events with chefs recommending where to go. And uh, you've got on PortlandFoodAdventures.com under the Chef's Places, if you've got someone coming to Portland or you live here, it's a pretty cool place to find out not only the restaurants where where we had events with chefs, but the cooler, the smaller places that they recommend to go. It's under the radar. Yeah. yeah, and that's always, that's always nice because you know those eater, you know, those top lists, like if you're a Portland Monthly or the same sort of magazine, you know, every major city has a major magazine with a food list, uh, their top tier list. You know those places are going to be great, but they're also going to be super busy. And so those insider recommendations are really nice for finding places that might not be as busy or a little bit off the beaten path. Um, I love I, it. I love, love that site now because like now that. I can tell people just go there. I don't yeah. have to deal with custom recommendations, and which I'll <laughs> do for good friends. But now it's really easy to say portlandfoodadventures.com. The other one that you you may or may not have been getting to, but we have to mention, is Yelp. Yeah, of course. Because um, that's the standard. And there's a way to use Yelp, I suggest. Uh, it's not science. But if you're in a town and um, you got to use Yelp kind of like the old diving meets that I used to participate in, you take out the, the best reviews, take out the worst, look at the middle and read some of the, just go through and read the reviews. And if people are talking about food and they sound like they know what they're talking about, then pay a little attention a to it. A command of the English language, right. you mean? A command of the English <laughs> language. If they're not talking, they may mention decor and I've done that in my life, but uh, if they're really talking about things that are important and they have 6,000 reviews, the more reviews they have, probably the more credible it's going to be. Yelp is not, I've heard people say you use Yelp and it is not a bad resource. I've had some really good experiences using Yelp in cities where they don't have either. Right, right. And and also TripAdvisor too, because they have 
they have restaurants on there and they have reviews. It, it, the point is they're travelers. Those are the people those that are, are the doing people what who you're are doing. traveling around right. and who I think a lot of times are um, who are uh, a little bit more patient, perhaps, with being out of town visitors and going and looking for, you know, fun local spots. Um, and if but, you're really ambitious, you can find some bloggers, too. Sure. Uh, if you know how to do that, I've learned cab the whole, drivers. <laughs> cab drivers. I learned the whole, not the whole, but I I started down my road with the Portland food scene, with Food Dudes, uh, PortlandFoodAndDrink.com. Yeah. And happened upon that. And if I hadn't happened upon that, who knows what would have happened. Before him, I don't even know if it's still around. Is City Search still around? Yeah. That was what I used when I moved to Portland. City yeah. Search. It's still around. But I think cross referencing. If a name comes up repeatedly, that's a great sign. Just don't don't waste calories on a bad meal or an ugly chain. It just there's so many great places to eat. It could be, it could oh, be. There a goes fr- the ugly uh, chain sponsor for this podcast. Are we being sponsored by UglyChain.com? <laughs> we have to, we have to look for it. <laughs> anyway, do your research. Happy travels. It's almost summer, guys. Right at the Fork is recorded in the beautiful studios at Alpha Media and expertly sound engineered by Court Johnson and produced by me, Heather Jones. If you want to find us, we are on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. We love ratings and reviews, so thank you to those who have done that. And please, we hope you'll continue to do so. You can find us at portlandfoodanddrink.com and portlandfoodadventures.com and of course right at thefork.com discoverportland.net and now at foodcartsportland.com lots of great places to find us we're also on twitter food podcast pdx and of course facebook as well also on our website we now have a donate button so if you enjoy the podcast and want to see it continue please donate and thank you so much outside, you gotta go outside.